Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, what's happening, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast, episode 111 of this podcast, and I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight we're joined by a very special guest by the name of Logan Carney. He is a beat writer for the West Virginia Mountaineers over at WestVirginiaSportsNow.com. Go check out his work, and man, there's a lot to talk about with Logan tonight. We want to we talk about some Neil Brown hit, entering his fourth year at West Virginia, coming off a 6-7 and seven season last year, 4-5 and five in the Big 12. Is the time now for Neil Brown at West Virginia? They got to get it done this year, I feel like, and I can't wait to hear Logan's answer on that. Then we want to turn over to the the new OC and Graham Harrell. What is this offense going to look like? You know, him coming from Southern Cal over to West Virginia, and and him bringing this transfer JT Daniels from Georgia with him. We all know their former connection uh, out there uh, at, at Southern Cal, and you know, hey. The deep ball, baby. That's that's what Graham Harrell brings, and and we can't wait to hear uh, Logan Logan give us some info on that. And then we you know we just want to see what the offense and the defense is going to look like. Returning starters, skill guys who we need to who we need to look out for. And then the season win total is currently at six and a half for the West Virginia Mountaineers. I want to get Logan's thoughts on that. And uh, at the end, I really want to talk about conference realignment with Logan. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, through text message the other day, and where does West Virginia sit in all of this, okay? Uh, We've heard all the schools, you know, out west in the Pac-12, now they're talking about joining the Big Ten. Is Notre Dame, like, what are they going to do? And in the midst of this, where does West Virginia sit? Would they be a good fit for the Southeastern Conference? Uh, I can't wait for it, man. It is so interesting, and, and I know Logan's got a heat piece of an answer waiting on us. So, uh, we're going to flip this thing over here to Belly Up Sports Network and, and show them all of their appreciation, just like we do every episode. And then we're going to hop right in here and try to get Logan on the phone and get this interview going. So I hope each and every one of you enjoy. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, and today we are joined by a very special guest by the name of Logan Carney. He is a beat writer for the West Virginia Mountaineers over at WestVirginiaSportsNow.com, and we're excited to have him, and we got him right here on the phone. Uh, Logan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Man. I really appreciate being on. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Uh, I- I'm excited to-, to listen about some Mountaineer football, man. Oh, I'm excited to share. You know, it's been... It's been quite the week for me, so this is going to be a lot of fun to, to, to get on and do something. <laughs> a lot of fun with you. Yeah, uh, what? Uh, I know. I know you had a little incident yesterday. What? What happened there? Oh, so this is gonna. This story is gonna take a lot of twists and turns. <laughs> All right. So yesterday, so we were supposed to do this yesterday. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that um, are listening, um, today's what the twenty eighth. Yeah. We so mm-hmm. we were supposed to do the interview on the twenty seventh. <laughs> Alright, well, my car actually ended up getting towed because the spot that I usually park in, um, it turns out that spot 
there was somebody that, uh, that lived across the street was moving and had rented out all of those spots. And I didn't see the sign. So completely my fault. I'm not <laughs> denying that. All right. So my car got towed and I didn't see that till the afternoon. So, um, so, you know, you think, all right, I'll just go to the, to, to the impound and pick it up. Well, here mm-hmm. was the issue. And this is where it gets really just crazy. And it shows you how horrible at organizing I am. I lost my wallet a week ago. Oh, with no. all of my photo identification in it. <laughs> oh, no. So there is no way for me to prove, like, because they don't, just because I have the car keys and I can say what's in the car, mm-hmm. they need to scan photo identification to give me the car back. Mm-hmm. All right, so I called them, and after arguing, um, they were very, ended up being flexible and saying, you know, if your dad comes with you since he shares the last name, We'll, we'll give you the car, all right? So I call my dad, completely forgot, completely forgetting that he is visiting my stepsister in Austin, uh, right outside Austin, Texas, this week. <laughs> <laughs> so I sit there feeling defeated, and then I remember that my grandpa actually lives right up the street from me. So I call my grandpa, and... Uh, my grandma was dealing with health issues, so I had to pull him away from that. Mm. Drive the hour that it took to go get my car. Argue, um, you know, argue with them a little bit again, but finally, I did end up getting my car. But that has been the week for me, and it has been. <laughs> it's just to say, I'm great to be doing. I'm grateful to be doing a podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Logan, I appreciate my car, ladies and gentlemen, from my car. So I did get it back. Yeah, and. Uh... And um, man, right now you know I know you said that you were you were doing some runs with Uber Eats and stuff, and and you know I really appreciate you coming on, man, and everything that you've been through uh, yesterday, and and just sitting down and and taking this time and and doing it today, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you having me. So Logan, man, I gotta ask you. Uh, I, I know uh, you're the beat writer and and all this stuff for West Virginia, man, and and I gotta ask you what. What what was it about the journalism side and the media side of stuff that wanted to make you do this for a career? Well, I like to joke um, about that bit where it's, um, you know, it's the journalism and media side. You know, it's an industry where you work really bad hours, mm-hmm. um, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get paid, you know, at least out of the gate, you don't get paid a whole of a lot, hence why I'm doing Uber Eats right now. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not appreciative of the jobs that I have. Mm-hmm. Extremely grateful for those jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and just about every single person in the planet either hates you or distrusts you nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely love doing it. <laughs> um, it's I don't know. I, I like writing. I mean, I grew up... I grew up... Um, my mom was a big influence on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, you know, she, she battled cancer pretty much my whole life. She passed away mm. uh, my freshman year of high school. And so one big thing that she always did was trying to inspire others. She wrote a book. She did ran a, a pretty big blog. was always a lot of, featured in the papers up here a lot, spoke. Mm. Uh, and I just, you know, I've always kind of wanted to do something where, you know, I feel like I use my talents to make a difference mm-hmm. and 
you know, I don't want to be the, I'm not trying to be an activist journalist. Um, you know, obviously I cover sports, so obviously I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad in the world right now. And I just think, you know, sharing my talent of, of writing, um, to at least make people feel a little bit better or distract people from what's going on. You know, even if there are people that think, you know, I'm writing negative stuff, you know, it's still distracting them from the real difficulties in, in their life and in the world. And I think that's, a you know, a little bit of good. And, and that's kind of why I like to do it. I mean, I just love writing. Um, and I think that there's a lot that I can do with, you know, my ability and my gifts to, you know, help people, even if, you know, I'm not be doing that right now. Um, you know, one day maybe I, I can be doing that, you know, mm. um, sounds a little bit of an ego thing to say stuff like that mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're still just, you know, starting out on this, on a, on a decently sized website covering West Virginia football. But, you know, yeah, that's, that's why, that's why I like writing. That's why I like journalism. That's why I want to get into media. Mm. Logan, that's a that that's a special bond right there between you and your mom, man. Uh, that that was that was um, uh, really special to to listen to, listen to and and to hear that story, man. And and your passion for writing and and the media side of things, man. And uh, what you mentioned right there about the pay and the hours of this job, though, I find that I find that really interesting because. You know, I started this podcast, like I told you, you know, back in 2021, December of 2021, man. And I see people that, that I know, like out in public and, and, you know, they're always like, Hey, man, like, how much money do you make? You know, and I'm like, dude, like, I don't do it for, I don't do it for the money. The first, that's the first thing is like, like, I stay up until 1130 and midnight making podcasts and stuff because it's what I love to do. Like, you know, and it's it's like like you said, man. People either love you or they hate you, just based off of what you write or what you say. And it's a difficult industry to get into, man. It really is. But you know, listening to your passion for it and everything, it was really really cool to hear. And uh, I mean, I I love doing this podcast. Uh, I'm not much of a writer, but I did check out your little uh fictional novel uh, that that you had pinned on your uh twitter page could you tell us a little bit about that yeah i appreciate you checking it out yes um yeah it's it it ties back to um the story it's ties back to my it's it's based heavily influenced on my own life Mm -hmm. um you know it's almost it's almost non-fiction to that extent um yeah but it's about a kid who you know, it's about a kid who uh, loses his dad, this time's dad, uh, not mm-hmm. mom, mm-hmm. Um, to cancer um, in 20, 2012, which was the year I lost my mom, which mm. was also the year, um, it was right before the year of the Pirates. I don't know how much of a baseball fan you are. Huge baseball fan. Yeah, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates made the playoffs of my lifetime. They. Mm-hmm. They, prior to that, they had not just 20 years without playoffs, they had 20 years of consecutive losing seasons, mm. which remains the, the longest such streak in North American <laughs> professional sports history. You know, it was pretty pathetic growing up and being a diehard Pirates fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Yeah, so the kids, you know, it's about the kid going through. You know, he's he had this special connection with his dad. You know, I use the dad because baseball is the father-son sport. Um, so the connection, it's about he has this connection with his dad. He just lost his dad. Now he's seeing the Pirates win, and he's kind of grieving with the loss um, while the Pirates um, go on and, you know, try and inspire him to, to, you know, feel at least better about where his life is at the moment. Um yeah, it, it, did, it, did, it, it did better than I thought. I mean, just about everyone that bought it was, you know, it was all people I knew. But, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was like it went on to be some major seller or anything. It was self-published on Amazon. But it, it did sell more than I thought. And I was very grateful for that, that, you know, a lot of people were wanted to read that. Mm, man, that's uh, a... Check that's, it out on Amazon if it's something that interests you. Our seats in left field. Yeah, so, uh... <laughs> yeah, that that's why I wanted to bring it up, Logan, because I found it interesting, man, and and I wanted to share it with everybody who listens to this podcast, man, and uh, and like Logan said, go check it out, uh, get on Amazon and and go purchase that and 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 uh, and read up on that, and Logan, man, I, I want to turn to the football side of things real quick and talk about the the West Virginia Mountaineers, man, and uh, the first thing I want to ask you is about head coach Neil Brown, man. You know, I know he was he was down here in Troy and um, down here in Alabama, and he took the job up there at West Virginia. He's going into his fourth year at West Virginia now. Last year, they come off a six and seven year, four and five in the Big Twelve. Man, what is the vibes around the fan base with with Neil Brown? And is this the year that he has to do something? So the vibe, it's it's interesting. What the, the, the of how why of how the vibe is around the fan base because the vibe you would think you know going into the fourth year, um, you know you have a decent year in twenty twenty, but it was also the pandemic year. You had mm-hmm. a down year last year, and you've lost more players in the transfer portal than any other Power Five college football program. Years mm. um, during the transfer portal's existence and this past year especially, um, but the vibe around the program for in terms of the fans, there's a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have them finishing six and six. I've said at best they they can finish eight and four. There's a lot of unknown on this team, so they can't be better than you know the national sentiment is six and six around there. You know I think Vegas has them at five and a half. Mm. Uh, so around six and six, they can be better. They can be worse because there is a lot of unknown on this team. But yeah, there's a lot of excitement around this program. Um, in terms of if Neil Brown's on the hot seat, I mean, I know I haven't had the chance to actually, you know, personally meet him yet. Mm-hmm. I've been the beat writer for, since I started at the beginning of this month, maybe halfway through this month. Mm-hmm. So a few weeks from now, now I have been with the website for a couple months now. Um, but yeah, I, I go to my first training camp um, within the next couple of weeks. Um but from what I know, just from people I've talked to, people I've spoke with in and around the program, um, he is a really, really good guy. And, you know, it's, it's, it seems like he's very well liked there. So mm. I'm not sure if he is – I don't know if his seat's as hot as you would think for a coach entering his fourth year with the, with the record that he has. Mm. Um, I think there's this uh, belief that a lot of – you know, they, they like to address his first season as year zero. Mm-hmm. And, and so that technically would have made year one the pandemic year. 
Mm. You know, that's basically two, what would basically be considered two mulligans. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's, and so I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, there's also the factor, he's bringing in a really good recruiting class next year. It's mm-hmm. currently rated number 24 in the country, um, which would, on, on 247 Sports, um, which would tie for the highest in program history at West Virginia. Mm. Um, now, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if it's going to end up being in the top 25. I think it'll fall, you know, a few spots down. It'll, pro- it'll probably be in the, the low, the, low or the high 20s low 30s mm-hmm. um, but that still is a very very good class um there's a lot of guys that are coming in that are hyping up the program that are excited to be uh, mountaineers and i think that you know if, if if i don't see why this team if if they don't lose the guy, amount of guys they lost uh, last year if they don't lose that many at the end of this season i don't see why this team can't improve to an eight eight win team next season um and you know i imagine they feel they kind of see the same way and you know i I think they want to see if you know brown can build something because you know he is a good from all from all accounts he's a great guy Mm -hmm. um he had you know as you know great success at troy Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think they want to ride it out at least a little bit longer um, and now that's just my opinion. That's not some inside source that somebody's telling me. That's yeah. just what what I get from 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 looking at the at the program um, from from my perspective. So Logan, I know this this uh, West Virginia offense, man, and and we all know that um, it's it's always high flying and everything. And last year. Um, you know, it, it, I don't think it was up to that par, up to that standard that we expect West Virginia's offense to be. But I know they're bringing in a new OC with Graham Harrell, and he's coming from Southern Cal, and, and you got JT Daniels transferring in from Georgia. Man, what is this offense going to look like under Graham Harrell? I would be shocked if it doesn't improve. Mm-hmm. I would be really shocked if the offense doesn't get better. Now, how much better is up for debate um, I, there's the, the general sentiment around the fan base is that Jared Doge, their last or Daggy, their last quarterback, um, was the was holding them back. Mm-hmm. Now, numbers wise, he had a good year last year, um, but you know the offense struggled to run the ball. They struggled to pass protect, and you know the the, the general vibe is there wasn't a, there was a lack of explosiveness from their quarterback. Um, now, I think the addition of Daniels, I think, is a step up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, Daniels hasn't been on the field to where I'm comfortable saying that they have, you know, this a, a great, that they're going to have a really good offense, a, a phenomenal mm-hmm. offense, one of the better ones in the conference. Um, but I think it gives them the potential at least of doing it. And I think there's excitement around having a big name quarterback, you know, even if he has been disappointing so far in his career at USC and Georgia, um, he's still a big name quarterback. And there was mm-hmm. reason why he was the number one prospect in the country um, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham Harrell is, was his offensive coordinator in his only full season at USC um, his freshman year. And, you know, he didn't light up the scene his freshman year. He didn't play bad his freshman year. Uh, but you're bringing in an OC that, 
you know, knows its quarterback, which with the amount of instability that has surrounded the West Virginia football program over the past year, the fact that you have at least that connection um, with your two with your two new guys, arguably your two most important guys on that offense is big. Um, the biggest thing about the offense, though, the biggest thing that will determine whether or not the offense is better is the offensive line. Um, and I think the offensive line's experience, they're returning all five guys. Wow. Started last year, are all returning. Um, now, the offensive line, numbers-wise, you look at it, did not have a good year last year. Mm-hmm. There's no sugarcoating that. But there mm-hmm. is a lot of talent on that offensive line. And the general expectation is, and my general thought process is, too, um, with experience, comes improvement especially alongside the offensive line you know um, the offensive line has been getting high praise i think phil Steele had them in their in his top 40 unit offensive line units mm. in the country uh, and i don't think that's too ridiculous you know there's you know zach frazier is another guy we just posted an article about today um has been you know, i think he's had he's on three different preseason all-conference teams, two wow. different preseason All-Americans teams, and has been nominated for the is on the preseason watch list for the Remington Awards, and the one that just came out today, the name's escaping me. Um, but the Remington Award is the one that has more to do with ability anyway, and that's for mm-hmm. the top center in the country. Um, I think I think the offense could be. I, I, I'd be shocked. I think if the offense. Did not take a step forward. I would be really, really surprised if the offense did not take a step forward, even with the difficult schedule that they have ahead. Yeah, Logan, um, man, it, it, in my opinion, it it all revolves around JT Daniels, man. Him getting on the field, staying healthy, and and ultimately um, just just being able to 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 be protected and and get snaps off and. I don't know if you saw yesterday, but West Virginia's TikTok page posted uh, JT sitting in front of a green screen. That's our number one article on the site right now. Man, um, what were your thoughts on Mountaineer Nation? Let's ride. (laughs) I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Sports are. As I said on my intro, sports are a distraction. I think people take sports way too seriously in general. Yeah. I mean, I think I think people do. I mean, you know, um, there are people that 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 you know in, that sends that send out death threats to people that don't like their team, or they you know they 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 insult their character or something like that. And that's mm-hmm. just not what sports is supposed to be. Sports are supposed to be fun, mm-hmm. you know. And let's say something. Let's ride. That's fun. It's it's fun. It's a fun. It's a Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Fun little video. Um, and I, I don't see why anyone. And, and there's a reason it's number one on our site, and we're, I'm not too surprised that it is number one on our site. 
man, I died laughing when I saw it, man. I busted out because just seeing him in that green screen and how awkward the Russell Wilson thing was and and just uh, seeing JT kind of letting loose there, man. You really didn't get to see that side of him at Georgia. But um, Logan, man, I want to turn over here to the defensive side of the ball. I know it's headlined by Dante Steele's man, getting him back in there. And what is this West Virginia defense going to look like in 2022? Oh, that's the thing. I don't really know the answer to mm. that. Um, and that's where the 6-6 six and six record prediction mm. uh, comes from. And that's where the... You know the general. That's where the general national consensus of of why a lot of the national media are down on the Mountaineers this year is, mm-hmm. you know, not so much the, the entirety of the defense. They're going to have a very good defensive line. Dante Stills is anchoring a very good defensive line. Um, you know, it, it it won't be it won't be top ten in the country, but it will certainly be a strength of the team and definitely will win them some games. Um, you know the secondary though they're re- they're returning one starter in that secondary, um, and that's Charles Woods. So he's a very good mm-hmm. corner. He is. He'll be in the NFL one day. Um, but besides that, they they have no returning starters. And a big thing with me is at least when I look at a team, I want to know. You know, I, I want to know. I, I don't like uncertainty. I don't like instability in a program. Mm-hmm. That's just not what I, I don't think that's, you know, I, I grew up in this region, you know, West Virginia was a very, very stable program in the 2000s when mm-hmm. I grew you know, when I grew up, uh, you know, the other big schools around here, Penn State was a very, very stable program um, in the 2000s. They both had some success. Uh, Pitt was the outlier in the region of the very unstable program. And there's a reason why it took Pitt so long to get back to the level that they were in the 70s because they were just extremely unstable. Mm-hmm. You know, players, players constantly leaving, coaches being replaced and stuff um, along those those lines. And that's where it worries me with that secondary. Um, I did an article where, you know, the secondary is going to make or break how this team does this year because we know the defensive line is going to be good. The linebacking core is not bad. It's you know it's 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 it should be fine. It should it should be passable. Um, the secondary though, not only is there just question mark upon question mark upon question mark all over the secondary, they're going up against some really really good quarterbacks this year. Some really mm-hmm. good passing attacks. Um, they got you know in week one they have Pitt who yeah they, they just lost or they just lost Kenny Pickett to the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Heisman candidate third in the voting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they replaced him with Kadon Slovis, who, you know, years ago was the reason JT Daniels transferred out of USC. Yep. Um, and, you know, prior to mm-hmm. last season was looked at as a, not just a Heisman candidate, but a top 10 NFL pick. Um, and they lost Jordan Addison, but they also still have a very good... Now, obviously, that wide receiver core is not as good as it would have been with Jordan Addison. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that at all. It's still a very good um, wide receiver core. After that, you know, they have they have three three games that they should win at the very... You know, at the very least, they shouldn't go worse than 2-2 two and two in their first four games. Um, but after that, they got Texas, who, mm-hmm. you know... Every, you know, now I'm not going to say Texas is back until I actually see them back. Uh, but Quinn Ewers 
highly rated prospect. They have Brennan Malone, the receiving coach who was at Pitt last year that, you know, got Addison to the player that Addison is. And they have very good receivers as well. They have Oklahoma, who's bringing in Dylan Gabriel, who might be the best transfer quarterback out mm-hmm. there, better than Ewers, Slovis, and Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, they have veteran quarterbacks. Oh, well, another transfer, Adrian Martinez at Kansas State. Yeah. Is another, it's going to be another good match. It's another tough matchup, but they have veteran quarterbacks at Texas Tech, TCU. It's it's going to be a difficult – It's good. it's just going to be constant weeks of challenge. Um, and I know there's a lot of Big 12 fans that don't like saying, don't like hearing, um, they, they don't like the stigma that the conference is all, is all high scoring offense and no defense, but the, the conference is going to be a lot of passing attacks this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of passing attacks, and it's going to be probably pretty high scoring because of that quarterback play. And that's going to put a lot on a secondary that is very unknown. So, I mean, to answer your question, I just don't know. I mean, mm. there's some I – th- I like Hawks um, transfer from North Dakota State, um, mm-hmm. played there four years, was a linebacker. He's going to be playing their spear position, which um, is what West Virginia uses instead of a strong safety. It's basically, mm-hmm. um, basically somebody who plays slot cornerback um, – it also comes in, you know, some passing downs. It's 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 kind of like an extra middle linebacker. Yeah, um, I like him. Uh, he's not the starter right now, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's the starter by the time they play Pitt or not long into the season. Um, and you know, the other starters that, which I think is is an advantage, is that the other starters that are being brought in outside of Woods are all, you know, registered freshmen or sophomores, which I think is is good because you're replacing, you know, guys that left with guys that were in the program and don't have to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they may not be as end up being as talented as some of the transfers that West Virginia brought in. Um, but, yeah, I, I really don't know how the defense is going to do this year. And, you know, defense has done well under Neil, Neil Brown mm-hmm. during his tenure. Um, which is surprising because the guy came here known as an offensive guru. Um, Absolutely. But even if you look at the numbers at Troy, they, they had better defenses than they did offenses at Troy. If you mm-hmm. look at the numbers, you know, even though he was known as an offensive guru, he has traditionally have as a head coach better defenses than his offenses and has won with defenses. So maybe that, you know, fixes things. They have a defensive line, which I think is the most, the second most, or, is the most important position group on defense. Absolutely. The most important position group on the field behind Absolutely. the quarterback and the offensive line, um, which is good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it will be, if there's one thing that holds them back, I think, it, I think it will be that secondary. Um, mm. and if there's one thing that propels them forward, it will be that secondary. Um, <laughs> I wrote an article yesterday, their secondary will make or break their season. And I truly believe that. Mm. Heck of a breakdown there, uh, Logan. Uh, it was really, really good stuff, man. I knew that defensive line was going to be uh, pretty dang good, man. Uh, but I was worried about that back end for sure, and, and I was waiting to hear that answer, man. So, Logan, man, I wanted to ask you one more thing before I let you get out of here, man. I, and and I know a lot of stuff in the college football world is swirling with NIL and, and conference realignment and all that good stuff, man. 
Well, I say good stuff. It, I, I don't. It kind of seems like bad stuff at the moment. Well, it's but good stuff for you, the Auburn fan in the SEC who's been grandfathered in. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, Logan, that's what I wanted to ask you, man. Is is like now I'm hearing reports of Can, uh, uh, Cal, Stanford, Oregon. Now they're looking to join the Big Ten, and a couple weeks ago it was. You know, they were looking to join the Big 12, and then Notre Dame, are they going to jump into the Big 10? And they've been playing an ACC schedule and all this stuff, and it's just like a it's like a whirlwind, man. Like, one day it's something, the next day it's something. But, Logan, my question is, man, is where does West Virginia fall into all of this? And if all of this did eventually happen, we know they wouldn't go to the Big 10, but would they be a fit in the Southeastern Conference? I think I just think they'd be a great fit mm-hmm. culture wise in the SEC. They would be a horrible fit in the Big Ten, probably as bad as a fit as they are right now for the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, now whether or not they'll get invited to the SEC. That's where I just don't know. I, I think if the SEC go, if they go to because because a general thing around fans outside of it is, well, why don't you? Like, well, West Virginia offers more than Vanderbilt or, you know, towards the ACC, they offer more than Wake Forest or mm-hmm. towards the Big Ten. They offer more than, um, I guess I'll say Northwestern. Um, well, yeah, but there is a thing called grandfathered in. Grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. And those, those reason those conferences are the top conferences is because they don't kick out their teams. They have mm-hmm. stability. Stability has made them strong. Stability has made the traditions and the rivalries go as big as they are. Mm-hmm. They're not kicking out, you know, a Vanderbilt who's been who's one of the original members. They're not, you know, Penn, Big Ten's not going to kick out a single Big Ten member, um, original Ten institution. Their name is still the Big Ten when they have Absolutely. what fourteen teams now. Absolutely, There's a reason that is is because they they are a cult around their Ten original. Um, now, you know, it's so I don't I don't know what West Virginia could get offered because while they are they would they are a better program than, you know, Vanderbilt, who might have, you know, one of the worst college football programs out there <laughs> um, historically. Um, they're, they're not going to kick out Vanderbilt, so they're not competing against Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. So you got to look at the teams who are left now. Obviously, the big two. Uh, well, Notre Dame's obviously the big one, but I don't think Notre Dame's joining a conference. Mm. I think they they have a very good deal with the ACC in terms of allowing them to remain independent and still mm-hmm. in football and cashing in their checks. And they'll probably get as much as the Big Ten hands out to its teams on their own. I mean, they'll probably get around eighty million on a TV deal from what is from what I've been reading. Yep. Uh, yep. I, I would be surprised if Notre Dame joins a conference. I would be so shocked if a team leaves the ACC. Um, so West Virginia doesn't have to compete with Clemson, Florida State, and Miami, who are more appealing, and you know the other you know top programs that are not in one of those two conferences, the ICC or the Big Ten. Um, and at the same time, they're probably not competing against similar sized programs like Pitt or Virginia Tech, um, or even somewhat bigger ones like North Carolina. You know, they're not going to be competing against those programs, which is good for West Virginia. Um, Outside in the in the biggest two programs that remain are in the Pac-12 in Oregon and Washington. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think the the Big Twelve is going to consume 
the Pac-12, like a lot of Big 12 fans think, because um, the biggest two programs are still in the Pac-12. And if they were going to join the Big 10, they would have joined the Big 10 when USC and UCLA joined. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, so where it stands out is West Virginia is going to be in that extra, those those remaining power members that didn't get into the Big 10 or the SEC Assuming that we don't see them go somewhere from, I say, around mid-20s to 30 programs for each conference, which I'm not ruling out will happen in 10, 20 years. It's Mm -hmm. already been crazy enough. Um, Absolutely. Culture-wise, though, they would fit extremely well in the SEC. This Mm -hmm. is a – they are, you know, I mean, they're kind of a north – I mean, they're an Appalachian school. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're closer to – you know they're they're less than two hours away from Pitt. Um, that's why it's called the backyard brawl, even though when they're in two different conferences, mm-hmm. um, they're closer to the Ohio schools and stuff like that. But culturally, West Virginia, you know, they are the country roads. Mm-hmm. They are they, they are known for for moonshine, burning couches, <laughs> you know, fishing, hunting those those nature walks and those beautiful mountains. Mm-hmm. The, the Blue Range, the, the 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 mountains and the the Shenandoah River and all that, you know, and they would fit in extremely well in a conference that also prioritizes athletics to academics and football above all as much as the SEC does, mm-hmm. and has the same sense, the the same blue collar, you know, country culture. Um, that West Virginia has, they would fit in really well in the SEC. And if I was the SEC, and I'm, and you know, I get to those twenty teams, and I miss out on Notre Dame, and um, and I miss out on Notre Dame, and you know, Oregon and Washington, and I want to go with qu- quantity. West Virginia is one of those programs that I am looking at. Um, you know, if you can bring them over. Oklahoma State would be a good fit in the SEC with Oklahoma there now. If you can bring programs like that over, they and yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a great fit. Um, but the conference would need to expand past. You know, they're at what is it? Is it sixteen now. Yeah, sixteen with Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, so they would need. I think they would need to get to twenty mm-hmm. for it to happen. Um, which I don't think is you know something that will never happen. But you know, it's. It'll be a while before that does happen. Logan, I uh, I actually started predicting this about two years ago. And when all of the NIL stuff started kind of, you know, uh, swirling around and and they were, you know, the, the thing happened at Northwestern and all that. And uh, I kind of started talking to some buddies and I was like, hey, man, like, you know, this NIL stuff's going to, it's eventually going to get approved. College athletes are going to get paid. And this thing is going to expand into two major conferences. And they're going to do it just like the NFL. And I think that what they're basically going to do is, I think it's going to get to a point, like you said, in maybe 10 years where you, you have like a, a AFC and an NFC and you call them two different names and, and, uh, you know, you have about 40 teams, 20 on top, 20 on bottom. And 
you you're gonna play you're gonna have a playoff you're gonna have a 16 team out of 40 teams make a playoff and then for the the group of five teams I think they're gonna have like an NIT bracket you know like like basketball I mean you know you're gonna have you're gonna have your your group of five teams they're gonna get their little playoff and ultimately I think that's how it's gonna go man and and I know a lot of people they they were laughing at me back then when all this was being brought on and but I was like you know, as soon as I saw USC and UCLA go to the Big Ten, I said, "Here we go, buckle up because uh, it's happening." I think, I think, it, I think that might be how it ends. I think at the very least we get to three. Yep. Because I don't think the ACC is going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to be as big as the other two, but they're not. Gonna, I don't. I don't. They're not going to lose a team mm-hmm. because they're tied in on their media rights agreement, the grant of rights agreement, until 2035. Mm-hmm. The reason Texas and Oklahoma are not leaving for the SEC for another two years is because breaking out of those deals are extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. The Texas and Oklahoma are waiting until that until the Big 12's grant of rights expires. US, USC and UCLA are leaving now because their grant of rights expires at the end of next year. Mm. Um, so with the ACC... Now their media deal is about fifty million less than what the Big Ten's going to get, mm-hmm. um, so it's not very good. But their teams are locked in. Oh, sorry, there's a truck by me. I hope that's not making. No, you're good, man. Yeah, you're good. Are not going to are not are locked in for uh-huh. a long, long are locked in for at least decades. Um, that's why the ACC should expand now, but I don't know if any teams like it doesn't seem like the schools want to join a conference that has the deal that's locked in through to twenty thirty five too. So mm-hmm. I don't think the ACC is going anywhere for at least a decade. Um, but you know that two team football conference maybe football maybe how it's how it lends to and that's horrible for the sport of football um, just from a consumer perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just from trying to watch it, you know, be, being here, that's going to be bad for the fans. But, you know, the schools are going to go with the money. And I don't blame the schools going with the money. Just mm-hmm. like I don't blame a player for wanting to get paid. I don't blame any of that. Yep. You should be able to make the money if you can. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's probably where it's going to go. Well, Logan, man, that was a hell of a breakdown. I enjoyed it, man, and uh, it was it was a blast uh, talking to you about West Virginia football and conference realignment and uh, just how you uh, and and your mom and you all shared a passion about writing and and, and what wanted you uh, what what why you wanted to get into sports media, man. That was a uh, really special stuff. And Logan, before before I let you get out of here, man, could you drop a Twitter handle for me so all of my listeners can go give you a follow? Yeah, you can check me out at, at media underscore carnival. Mm-hmm. That's C A R N I. I spelled like carnival. <laughs> I did not think about spelling. I I didn't realize that I probably should have spelled it with my name in there to make it funnier. But oh well. But it's media um, underscore carnival. You can see some want to be Peaky Blinder with the with the with the uh, with newsboy cap and and everything and overcoat in the profile pic. And yeah, give me a follow. Give our site WV Sports Now a follow. Um, we have a bunch of other sites. I know you Auburn fans mm-hmm. are probably excited for the Penn State game. Absolutely. This year we have a Penn State site, Nittany Sports Now. One of my good buddies writes for that. I I, can't, I used to do recruiting for Penn State as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so give them a follow too. 
you're a Pitt fan, Pittsburgh Sports Now, professional sports, we have them all. Go give any of them a follow. Well, Logan, man, I really appreciate you coming on, man, and and I had a blast today, and uh, hopefully I can get you back on here. Sounds good, Blake. I'll catch you later, man. All right, Logan. Wow, everybody, Logan Carney, what a guest, what a guy. The first time I've ever done a podcast while a beat writer is on an Uber Eats drive, man. Uh, Logan giving us his time out of his day while he's out making some extra cash and uh, just just talking about life, you know, in the first part of that episode and and the passion that he shared with his mom who passed away from cancer and and just uh, that means so much, man. And you know, we've all dealt with with cancer in in our families and 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 for him and his mom to share that passion for writing and and he 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 wrote the book and everything and uh, about the Pittsburgh Pirates season in 2012 and I mean that really got me on this episode that really got me I love hearing people's stories about that that's what I lo- that's what I love about doing this podcast you know you, you hear stuff like that and and uh, you get to see what people go through, and just how how Logan comes comes out on top, man. He he does what he loves, and like he said, they work terrible hours, and and sometimes uh, starting out the pay's not great, but you got a guy like Logan who grinds, and and he gets after it, and he loves his job, and he he works uh, you know long hours into the night, and and out driving around delivering food to people's front doors and everything just to. Just to live out his dream and special stuff, man. And the West Virginia breakdown and uh, JT Daniels up there and talked about the TikTok and and Graham Harrell, the new OC, and what the defense is going to look like bringing back Dante Steeles. Uh, just a lot, a lot of great stuff that went on in that, in that episode. And I really appreciate Logan for joining us. Everybody go follow him as well. Go check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Spreaker, uh, whatever you can, man. Click the subscribe button. Give us a five-star review if you can, and uh, leave us a written review. Uh, It helps out the show, and we really appreciate each and every one of you listening to the Uptempo Podcast. And I will leave you with a war damn eagle, and I'm out. I'll catch you on the next one. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 